0: I'm Rev. David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. I'm thinking and talking about heaven today. Let me start with two short readings from the Bible. The first is from the prophet Isaiah and reflects the Old Testament image of heaven as a never-ending banquet the second is from Luke's Gospel. It's the Beatitudes, which are Jesus describing how heaven might be on earth. So, from Isaiah 25. Here, on Mount Zion, the Lord Almighty will prepare a banquet for all the nations of the world. A banquet of the richest food and the finest wine. Here, he will suddenly remove the cloud of sorrow that has been hanging over all the nations. The Sovereign Lord will destroy death forever. He will wipe away the tears from everyone's eyes and take away the disgrace his people have suffered throughout the world. The Lord himself has spoken. When it happens, everyone will say, He is our God. We have put our trust in him and he has rescued us. He is the Lord. We have put our trust in him and now we are happy and joyful because he has saved us. And now, reading from Luke chapter 6. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, Happy are you, poor; The kingdom of God is yours. Happy are you who are hungry now. You will be filled. Happy are you who weep now. You will laugh. Happy are you when people hate you, reject you, insult you and say that you're evil. All because of the Son of Man. Be glad when that happens and dance for joy. Because a great reward is kept for you in heaven. For their ancestors did the very same thing to the prophets. But how terrible for you who are rich now. You have had an easy life. How terrible for you who are full now, you will go hungry. How terrible for you who laugh now, you will mourn and weep. How terrible when all people speak well of you, their ancestors said the very same things about the false prophets. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who ill-treat you. If anyone hits you on one cheek, let him hit you on the other cheek too. If someone takes your coat, let him have your shirt as well. Give to everyone who asks you for something. And when someone takes what is yours, do not ask for it back. Do for others just what you want them to do for you. Today is the 1st of November. All Saints' Day, or All Hallows' Day. Yesterday was the 31st of October, the day before, the eve of All Hallows' Day, Halloween. And tomorrow is the 2nd of November, All Souls' Day. When I was a child, growing up as a Catholic, all of this was very simple. On Halloween, we would scrape out a turnip, Pumpkins were far too exotic for us and put a nightlight candle in it and then there was always a very distinctive smell as the turnip burnt and trick and treat hadn't been invented so that was about it really for Halloween. On All Saints Day then we went to church. It was a holy day of obligation and we went and prayed to the special people, those who were in heaven, the saints. And then finally, on All Souls Day, we prayed for those on their way to heaven, all my relatives who were stuck in purgatory and in need of a prayer to help move them on. As an adult, it's different, but probably just as simple. We don't do purgatory anymore. We probably never did in the Methodist Church, and it's out of fashion in the Catholic Church. Instead, Everyone who is dead to us is alive in heaven with God, is one of the saints. This requires a bit of a shift of mindset about what a saint is. We used to think of them as perfect humans, to see them through rose-tinted glasses or stained glass windows. But when you think about it, some of the saints were real awkward characters, stubborn, struggling with their faith. Just look at the apostles like Peter or like Thomas. Even modern day saints, such as Mother Teresa, could be awkward, difficult people. The term saints was originally always used as a term, uh, as a collective, for a group of people. For those following God's ways. They might be outstanding, memorable, famous or unknown and anonymous. But they were members of the church community and to a greater or lesser extent they were faithful. So we don't pray for saints in heaven, they've got it made. Instead we pray for us poor saints on earth struggling to live faithful lives and missing those who've gone before us. And just what is heaven? There's no long and detailed description in our Bibles or at least none that we can understand. I've picked two passages today that we can use as starters for 10, but really we're at the limits of our imagination. If we think of ourselves living now in human space and human time, well, then I think that we could describe heaven as being in God space and God time. Our life is held by God in one way now and in another way in heaven. The church talks about being in eternal joy in the presence of God. However we picture it, However we work it out for ourselves we draw comfort from the belief that our loved ones are with God and one day we'll be there too. That's it for now.